When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 28th, and yes... We are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Bailey Ober yesterday went 7.1 innings, zero and runs, two hits, one walk, and 10 strikeouts, 20 whiffs, 38% CSW. And here's the thing. He's Bailey Ober Rizzi, right? Why is he that? Because he throws high fastballs all the time and doesn't really have the secondary stuff. Well, never mind. Yesterday, he went 12 for 33 whiffs on his slider. What? This is a pitch that has like a 17% swinging strike rate this year and a 13% in 2021. 12 for 33 quick maths, better than a third. 11 over 33 would be a 33%. This is like 35, 36%. That's insane. That's crazy. I don't know if that's going to stick around, but to see that ceiling all of a sudden show up for Bailey Ober, oh, that is exciting. And guess what? He gets the Tigers next. So yeah, you're going to start him for that. Absolutely start him for that. It's really fun that we get that one extra start, too, because now we can kind of see, like, is this a real change for Ober, or is it just one of those games? I just always will think of Ian Anderson's 56% CSW uh, curveball game last year that never came to fruition. Zach Greinke went against the said Tigers, and what do you know? He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Seven innings, pitches, and runs, four, it's one walk-in, two strikeouts. Blame it on the Tigers. Hunter Green against the Pirates did his thing. Six innings, zero runs, four hits, three walks. But 10 strikeouts, and I know the three walks and people are going to say, oh, he's still erratic, all of that. His command, his pitch separation, way better than what we saw in the first half of the season. Makes me a little more excited about 2023 for Hunter Green because, yeah, this is development. This is what it looks like. Slowly and steadily, he's getting better at the craft of putting pitches where he wants to. And now he gets the Cubs. I mean, it's it's really nice that we're getting this comfortable schedule for Hunter Green as we can watch him get better. I really think he's another auto start there. Blake Snell went against the Dodgers. And I got to tell you, lovely stuff here. Five innings, zero runs, one hit, three walks, and six strikeouts. He threw strikes, and he did well. <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter who he goes against. He just dominated the Dodgers and dominated before that. And yeah, it's, you're going to start him against the White Sox. Good stuff here. Uh, we have with the Rangers. And Tinoco, who you don't know, it's fine. Opened for Tyson Miller, who threw 60-plus pitches for 3.2 innings of shutout ball. He's a prospect. Came up, made his MLB debut. It does not really matter. 91-pound-per-hour heater and not really the guy that you care about. Marcus Stroman went against the Phillies. Seven innings, one run, four hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. It's a standard affair uh, for Marcus Stroman. I mean, yeah, this is uh, what we were hoping for. The Phillies... Fortunately, we're worse than the Pirates, who messed them up last time. And did you know it's a 366 ERA for Marcus Stroman this year? Yeah, he's nothing if not consistent. Uh, Miles Michaelis, six innings, one run for its one walk, nine strikeouts. The magic has continued. He has one more game left. Of course, you're going to start him through that. I'm not drafting him next year, but I'm just so happy how well this has worked. 
out. Uh, Zach Wheeler won six innings, one run, five hits, one walk, and five Ks. You feel like, oh, cool. He was everything you wanted to be. He only threw 62 pitches. This could have been a complete game for Zach Wheeler. I imagine they'll let him go 80 pitches next time. They got to win uh, to, to get that wild card spot. It's really close right now with the, the Padres, the, the Phils, the Brewers, and whoever does not win the NLEs between New York and Atlanta. So they need to win these games. And I imagine by next week, they say, okay, Zach Wheeler, we need everything out of you to ensure that we win that ball game. So he got no decision in this one, um, which is insane to me. Uh, and you just got to push him a little bit more, but whatever. We're going to move on past this. Uh, we have Luis Garcia against uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Six innings, one and run, four hits, zero walks, and six strikeouts. Lance McCullers was scratched with an illness. That's the only reason why we saw more of Luis Garcia, because we didn't expect him to start again. He did well here. This is the Garcia that we like, 94-95 on the fastball, but also emphasis on cutters and not the curveball. I don't know why that curveball showed up before. It did. It didn't really do it here. If Garcia does go again, which I don't think he will, it'll be against the Phils. And I'm not necessarily going after that with Garcia, but I'm okay with it. I uh, It's okay to, to drop Garcia and save that roster spot, in my view, at this point, because I really don't think he's going to start again. The Astros will want Lance McCullers to get another start, and they don't have that wild card weekend, so they want to keep all their guys fresh. They don't want to rest them 10 days for that first division uh, series game. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, Mitch Keller went against the Reds. Stream pick of the day. Came through. Five innings, one hard run. Eight base runners, five Ks. But you still are happy with that stream. And I'm not going against the Cardinals with Mitch Keller next time. I really think his stuff is too pedestrian. Logan Webb against the Rockies. Five innings, one hard run, five hit, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Great stuff. He goes against the Arizona Diamondbacks. That should be a good outing for Logan Webb. I'm a little annoyed that he only won five innings, 78 pitches. Tried to figure out more about it. It just seems that he just didn't want to push him more at the end of the season, I guess. I don't know. So I imagine maybe he does get shortened a little bit in that last start. We'll see. Jameson Tyone against the Jays came through in a big way. 7.1 innings, 200 runs, 7 hits, 0 walks, and 6 strikeouts. 15 for 17 strikes on the curve is huge. And now he gets the Rangers. Really good to see that. Um... Yeah, you're going to start, and that's a probable start against the Rangers. Teller Anderson, 71 pitches, 6 innings, 2 runs, 3 hits, 0 walks, and 3 Ks. What a season. I mean, Michael, Miles Michaelis, Merrill Kelly, Teller Anderson, Jose Quintana, a lot of these guys, uh, Johnny Cueto, have this old man magic going on that I don't think is going to be there in 2023. But we've been profiting off of it all the year. I mean, not really me, because I didn't trust it, and I should have. I hope you have in some degree. Great to see it, and now he gets Rocky Road. Stick the landing, buddy. Robbie Ray against the Rangers, 5.2 innings, 2 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, and 8 strikeouts. He has a 3.58 ERA across 183 innings this year. Yep, that's pretty much what the projection was. It's good to see it, uh, and you're going to start him next week. Kyle Muller against the Nationals. So I don't know if Kyle Muller is going to go again. Bryce Elder is already in place of Spencer Strider at the moment. Uh, 4.2 innings, 200 runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, and 4 Ks. I don't think there's enough to chase. It's not like Luis Ortiz or Ronzi Contreras and those guys in Pittsburgh. 94 on the fastball is good. The curveball was only 2 over 23 whiffs. The slider just re- returned under 50% strikes. It's not really what I would want to do. So you don't need to hold on to Muller whatsoever. Pablo Lopez got his redemption against the, the Mets. Got a win. Six innings. Three earned runs. Fine and poor quality start. But five hits, zero walks, five Ks. Yeah, good job, Pablo. 
Uh, he gets the Brewers next, and it's a lovely end to the season. By the way, he's still under a 4 ERA. I remember early on the season, it was under a 3. He's had some struggles, but he's around a 3-9 or so right now. It's good to see. I wonder, actually, if he's a big opportunity for uh, for a discount uh, in fantasy drafts next year with that ERA close to 4. Herman Marquez against the Giants. I mean, this was the best start you could hope for for Marquez, you know, inside of Oracle Park. In six innings, three hundred runs, six hits, one walk, and six Ks. Great. I'm happy it worked out for those that wanted to take the chance. If you're not in a quality start league, he gave you six Ks, right? It's a 4.5 ERA with a 1.17 whip and six Ks. No no win. You got the loss. So I don't know. It, it, that, that's the best case for Marquez. <laughs> James Kapilian, um at the Angels, six innings, three runs, ten hits. He got singled out in this one. Zero walks and five Ks. He got the the quality start if he needed it. He's a Toby. He gets the Mariners next. I uh, you could get another quality start there if you're chasing one. Don't rule that out if you're going for that uh, one on 100, 102 pitches in this. There's your story. Patrick Sandoval against Oakland, very disappointing. Five point one innings, three hundred runs, six two walks, four Ks, ninety four pitches though, but still, he does get. Uh, the athletics again. I think he'll do better. And yeah, you just got to keep going with Patrick Sandoval. I, I got nothing for you here. It's unfortunate. He's been doing really well in the second half. I think he just kind of doing again. Joey Wentz against the Royals. He had three really good starts. You think he was going to do well? Nope. Five innings, three runs, five hits, three walks, four Ks. No, thank you. Moving on. Corey Kluber, disappointing start against the Guardians. Four innings, three runs, eight hits, one walk, five Ks. He's been successful since. Now he has an ERA of about like 4.30 or so, and he gets the Astros next, so you can just let him go. Adrian Hauser gets the Cardinals. Absolutely don't start uh, Adrian Hauser. He does get the Miami Marlins next. Um, No, don't do it. Shane Bieber, disappointing outing, six innings, four and runs, but six hits, zero walks, six Ks. At least he helped your whip and your strikeout total. Cutter and Curve combined for just three over 34 whiffs on their own, as the slider did return over the cutter than we've seen in the recent starts. Uh, I just hope that, you know, he should be better a lot next time. Don't really uh, look too far into this. Yes, he'll be able to start uh, on Monday, I believe, and be set up. Or actually, no, I think it's Sunday. Bieber goes, and then he'll be set up for the uh, wild card. So, yeah, you will get another car, uh, start from Shane Bieber. Lance Lynn against the Minnesota Twins. Five innings, four runs, ten hits, one walk, three Ks. Another singled out day. Really weird to see him uh, get 17 whiffs and only three strikeouts. He keeps starting Lance Lynn. Paulo Espino, no thank you. Zach Davies, no thank you. Carlos Carrasco, man, really disappointing against the Marlins. Three innings, four and runs, six hits, one walk, two Ks. He didn't have a slider, uh, and the changeup wasn't doing enough to hold him steady. Um, by the way, with Zach Davies, I should mention, just get the Brewers next. There's a chance that he still has his changeup for that one if you're desperate next week, but I really don't want to do that. Carlos Carrasco, I think you just got to do it with the Nationals next. Um, Jose Brios, very disappointing against the Yankees. He had a King Cole, 39% CSW, but just threw too many strikes and too many hittable ones uh, where the Yankees were able to jump on it. Uh, five innings, 5.1 innings, five runs, nine hits, two walks, seven Ks. I think he flipped the coin against the Orioles. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Excuse me for the cough. But yeah, I'm going to start Brios and that start against the Orioles, I think, still. I know it's crazy, but I'm doing it. Michael Walker against Baltimore and Kyle Bradish on the other side. This was a slugfest of a game. 3.1 innings and 600 runs for Waka. 2.1 innings of 700 runs for Bradish. Uh, with Bradish, he went back to the fastball again. 30, uh, 56% fastballs. And that's not what got, made him go 8.2 innings the previous time. Unfortunately, the slider was not very good. The other stuff wasn't good either. 
it's it feels like I mean you can ask like was this little run the fluke or was this the fluke it's up to you I don't want to do it against the Jays next no thanks Michael Waka he's had really good command the second half didn't really have it here raises ERA 36 points from 27 to 306 in this one uh, he's a questionable starter against the Jays next. Um, all right, looking forward to today uh, and tomorrow. And yes, I believe it is Bradish and Awaka both getting the Jays next. I'll confirm that for you guys right now. Uh, I want to just make sure you get the Jays next for Waka. Oh, it is Bradish against the Yankees on Sunday. I apologize for that. Uh, but still, I do not want to do Bradish against the Yankees at this point. Looking forward to today and tomorrow. We have Justin Verlander, Brandon Woodruff, Julio Urias, Aaron Nola, Tristan McKenzie, Garrett Cole, Zach Gallen, Taiwan Walker, and George Kirby. It's exactly the same as yesterday. So if you listened to the podcast yesterday, you're all set. You don't need me. Uh, you're starting all of them. Zach Gallen against the, the Astros. You're doing that. Taiwan Walker against the Marlins. And George Kirby, despite doing his weird stuff last time, you're still doing it against the Rangers. Jose Quintana, Jesus Lazardo are both in my probable start here. Uh, Luzardo, I know it's the Mets. I don't care. I'm still doing it. I believe in where Luzardo is right now. Uh, Joe Musgrove is now in the questionable start tier. I changed it from Monday yesterday because of the shoulder fatigue and just general ineffectiveness lately and the Dodgers. So he's in the questionable start one. Be cautious here. Uh, Dean Kramer, Michael Lorenzen, the two streaming options. Dean Kramer's right at the threshold, so I'm going to move past that one to Michael Lorenzen at the Athletics, or actually hosting the Athletics. It can work. He can go six innings, quality start here. Uh, I I don't like it. It's all in the questionable start here. I don't want to chase this. There are better guys to chase next uh, later this week, like tomorrow's Braxton Garrett against the Milwaukee. We'll get to that soon. Uh, but both of these could work. Dean Kramer, please, please limit the fastball like he did last time against the Red Sox. Uh, Johnny Cueto could have his magic against the Twins. Hayden Wisniewski, maybe? The curve in fastball is good. I like it better than Javier Assad against the Phillies. But uh, I don't know if I want to do that. The Phillies have been struggling. Yellow polls that say in Twitch chat that the Phillies on the road have a WRC plus of about 85 against right-handers in the last month. I know it's a lot of variables, but still, I understand. I've been seeing the Phillies struggle a little bit. Martin Perez against the Mariners. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. His cutter and sinker were not good last time. Changeup was good, though. Jacob Rizzi could have his better stuff against the Nationals. Um, he's the right-hander that, uh, that got messed up by the Phillies, but maybe that was at home. Uh, you have Matt Manning, Rich Hill, and Luis Sessa at the bottom of this tier. I don't want to start any of them. Even though they all have good matchups, I don't want to start any of them. And the do not start tier, really bad. Uh, Adrian Martinez has not been consistent against the Angels. Daniel Lynch, even against the Tigers, I don't care. He hasn't not come through for us. Josh Winder against the White Sox, whatever you are really going to get there. And Josiah Gray against Atlanta and Jose Arrania. He's on the road in Oracle Park, but it's still Arrania. Tyler Glasnow is going to go for likely two innings, is my guess, against the Guardians. Not worth it for you to chase here at maximum of four. But nah, not worth it. Uh, Bryce Wilson against the Reds. Mitch White against the Yankees. And Sean Healy against the uh, against the Rocky Road. I don't care. We're not doing any of that. Shoei Otani and Carlos Rodon are leading tomorrow's rankings against Oakland and Colorado. Rocky Road for Rodon. I know the crack nail. He wasn't quite as good last time, but it's Rocky Road. You, you just got to do it. Um, Andrew Heaney will have an opener, which is great news against the Padres. Why? Because that means he'll be surviving through the fifth inning with a higher chance than usual. Good stuff there. Jeffrey Springs and John Gray are going against the Guardians and the Mariners, respectively. I love them both. I think Springs' changeup is fantastic. While John Gray was a little bit worse last time, but I think he still do it against the Mariners. 
Um, you have the probable start team. Braxton Garrett leads the way as the stream pick of the day. Yes, he's only around like 10% rostered and he goes against the Brewers. The slider is legit. I'm going for that one. And I flip-flopped him with Lucas Giolito underneath because Lucas Giolito's stuff's been kind of wonky. And he gets the Twins next. I'm like, you know what? Let's go chase the good stuff of Garrett instead. Marco Gonzalez and Cal Quantrill also in this tier as Tobies as they go against the Rangers and the Rays, respectively. Don't love them, but I think that can work. Eric Lauer gets the Marlins. He went through 66 pitches last time. Could be 75 to 80 now. It's the Marlins. It feels good, but it's also Eric Lauer who's so inconsistent. We have no idea what we're going to get from him. Then you have Eduardo Rodriguez, Ranger Suarez, and Cole, Cal, uh, Cole Irvin. Against middling offenses, there are all these Toby types. I don't love any of them, but I imagine at least one of these, if not two, are going to do well. So take your pick. Heavier Assad, um, as I mentioned before, I'd like less than Wisniewski against the Phillies. I don't think his stuff is as good, but the cutter is there. It could work out well against the Phillies. In the do not start tier, you have Nathan Ivaldi coming back from the IL. He threw 57 pitches in three innings in his last rehab start. It's a still ill against the Orioles. I don't want to go for it. I want to wait, see how he's doing. Also, remember, it was 94 mile per hour velocity before the IL, right? We were really not into Evaldi by the time he hit the IL before. We don't know what we're going to get. Louis Varland gets the White Sox. I, I liked him with that one start he had in his MLB debut, but that's it. Jonathan Heasley gets the Tigers, but Heasley got trounced by them before, so I don't want to do that. Sean Manaya against the Dodgers, absolutely not. Mike Ballman and Ryan Feltner close this out. No way I'm doing those. But all right, that is it for today. Uh, tomorrow, I'll go through the, all four days and prepare you for your uh, your final week. Um, and then, of course, uh, next week, I'll be back uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with a better microphone <laughs> to, of course, review all three of those days every single day. But that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. I'm your BAMS below and your strikeouts high.